Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, so it's it's been about a day, right, since uh, the Antonio Brown situation, and I'm probably more confused now than I was when it happened. <laughs> We had a chance to talk to Bruce Arians on Monday uh, in the aftermath of the whole AB, you know, uh, departure. And he really didn't provide any answers. In fact, just more questions in some regards. So here's the thing, Steve. Like, there's something, there was a conversation, you know, there was a conversation of some kind. Some some exchange took place on the sideline, Right. And so we're all trying to find out, like, what was the flashpoint for Antonio Brown? Like, what was that thing that somebody said or that he was told to do or not to do that made him, you know, just blow up his career? And while Bruce acknowledged there was a conversation, he wouldn't tell us what it was about. As near as I can figure, it was Arians essentially telling Brown to go into the game, and Brown saying no. Now, Brown's camp is out there telling Ian Rapoport and Kareem Ashoshis and others probably that Brown's ankle was sore, okay, which which sounds to me like we're setting up for a grievance, right? Like, hey, man, you can't, you can't fire a guy because he won't go in a game because he's had a bad ankle. But there's a procedure, as, as Bruce laid out for us, you know, when an injured, a player is injured, right? He tells somebody, and then they 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 got these trainers that they pay a lot of money to, probably a few, uh, including Alex Guerrero, but certainly Bobby Slater and others. And they go over there and they evaluate the guy, and if they feel like he's questionable, doubtful, out, then they'll make that evaluation and go tell Arians that, hey, you know what, Antonio Brown, he's out for the rest of the game with an ankle. Okay, so so the coach knows what he's dealing with. That's not what Brown did. Brown simply had been playing refused to go back into the game. And, again, according to his camp, it was injury-related. Bruce says, never heard about an injury. Don't know, don't know anything about that. Um, I have, like I said, I've done some homework, and near as I can tell, there's a couple things at play. Uh, it wasn't just about yesterday. I think we're, it's safe to say that the Antonio Brown saga obviously began two years ago, but his latest you know, disenchantment, centers around sort of the whole vaccination issue, right? Where Brown felt like, and I I don't know what would make him feel this way because I know what they told me, but Brown felt like he didn't really have the support from the organization during that whole suspension thing. And furthermore, that when he came back, that things had changed between him and the Bucks. They just were different, right? So, and I, again, I don't know what Brown's expectation were. Expectations were. I mean, he did get suspended. He did, obviously, you know, of course, as far as the NFL was concerned, and others, you know, purchase a, a vax card, a COVID vax card, and and misrepresented his status, and so they gave him three games, 
So I don't know. During that time, you know, Brown was coming in. He was he was rehabbing his ankle. He was training. I don't know what was said, what wasn't said. I do know he settled with a chef. Maybe his idea, maybe not. Right? Um, settled that um, dispute for ten thousand or so, whatever the money was. It's undisclosed. And you know, he got his ankle back in shape because when he came back, he was ready to play. Then he played a game and he, you know, 15 catches or 15 targets, 10 catches, 101 yards, had a really good game. Then he got on the podium and he kind of aired his grievances. Like he never really directed them at anybody specifically, although I'm sure I was part of it and the media was part of it for causing drama or whatnot. But he kind of made it clear, like if you go back and listen, you can tell that He's not the happy camper that he once was. You know, yes, he's blessed to play, um, but he talked about people framing him and, you know, all the stuff that went down and how he wasn't happy about it. So who knows what crawls in and out of Antonio Brown's brain at that moment. Like, he absolutely, if he was told to go in a game and he had been playing, barring an injury, then by God, he should have gone in. And at the point where... All Bruce said was, you'd have to ask him. I don't know what his problem was, but I look up, you know, he's taking his pads off and he's stripped down to the to the waist. And he's running off running off the field for a guy that was supposedly hurt, running off the field, waving around, getting the crowd hyped, all of that. Um I you know, he just kinda he just kinda pulled the ripcord on his own career. I mean, I I don't know that anybody's gonna sign him again. I don't know why you would. There's always a, somebody out there that wants a playmaker, and you know if, if the talent is worth the trouble. But at this point, four teams in, in what two two and a half years, it just it's not good. And I, I think the Bucks are really like they're probably bracing for a grievance, so they won't say much. Um, but you know, it, it it's just he kind of lo- he kind of went off the rails. That's that's the only way to describe it. Is like he's an emotional guy. Never, we talked about this. Show, never seen a guy do that before. Never seen a guy just quit on his team. But I guess they're going to say he didn't quit; he was fired, and that's going to be the difference between their opinions. I guess. Well, and it may be. Look, who knows? If he didn't feel like he was supported by the organization during the suspension, I, I, I don't know what else he's expecting, unless. Right. You know, he wanted Bruce Arians from day one to say he's going to be back no matter what. Yeah, and that, Bruce that, didn't you know really what? say anything that for could, three weeks. That could, that's a great point. Bruce would not commit, remember? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have said this before. You Your feeling is that, that Bruce probably didn't want him back. Or, or maybe he hadn't made up his mind. And, or that, yeah. You know, and, and, and of course, we don't know the conversations that went on behind the scenes. Nope. You know, I mean, Bruce could have been out there saying – you know, we'll make that determination in three weeks, but they could have told him, yes, you're coming back or not, or maybe they didn't. And maybe that's right. where he, if he doesn't feel like he was supported. Yeah. Um, you kind know, twisting I mean, in the wind a little bit. The suspension came from the NFL. Mm-hmm. Now, perhaps the Bucks went to him and said, take the suspension. Don't fight right. it. Or we're not going to fight it for you. Right. And, and so maybe that's part of I mean, this is all speculation. Yeah, no, we don't know. No yeah. idea, you know, what exactly happened or if he felt like he wasn't supported by the organization. Mm-hmm. You know, from the outside, it's hard to see why he would feel that way. Although, if he wanted Bruce Arians to make a public comment that he's on this team no matter what when, when the suspension's over, yeah, Bruce didn't do that for whatever reason, whether 
Bruce didn't agree with it or they were waiting to see or, or maybe waiting to make a decision. Maybe all the parties, in, including ownership, hadn't weighed in. Maybe waiting to see if he would go off the rails before he got back. Yeah, I mean, three weeks away know. from the team. It's a long time for him. For a guy with a track record. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. you know, it's, but, you know, it's also may have come down to when Bruce says you're done. You know, I'm guessing Bruce doesn't mean you're fired. <laughs> if you're in the middle of a know. game, it's, you know, you're not going back in. Fine, you're done. I'm not playing you the rest of the day. I mean, if he re- here's the thing. If he had an injury, that I, I mm-hmm. think that Bruce would have acknowledged to us, mm-hmm. I, I think, that, well, he was complaining about his ankle. I think he would have said that because there's no upside to Bruce just putting that and burying it, right? There's just not. Um, however, if he refused to play, like if he turned to him and said, hey, man, I need you in there. You're the slot on the, you know, you're you're running the deep route on this one. You're doing a clear out, whatever. And and he just said, no, nah, man, I, I ain't I ain't going. I ain't feeling it. You know, I ain't feeling it, man. He's, and what I don't and I don't know that's what he said. But from what I understand, the people that you know that have kind of overheard BA, all they heard him say was sort of, you know, what's wrong? Like what's wrong with you? <laughs> that's a long. Might have taken more than the rest of the half to figure that out, but. Um, you know, he didn't get the answer. Whatever be whatever, you know, whatever he said, Antonio said after that was the wrong answer. And then Antonio, you could see the team, you know, Mike Evans and others trying to OJ Howard, OJ Howard trying to stop him from detonating his career. Um, well, and, and those guys are still trying to win a game too. Yeah. You know, not only yeah. his career, but you know, they're trying to come back in a game that they shouldn't be down in. Or they they probably felt they shouldn't have been down in. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's it's. I mean, look, this is. I have to assume Antonio Brown's going to file a grievance. He will. Yes, I would imagine, unless there's a settlement without the grievance necessary. But well, then the threat of knows? a grievance, which probably has already happened. Yet. I mean, there, I think will, it has. there will be lawyers. There is always going to be lawyers. Yep, I should have been one, by the way. Dang it! I think it's too late probably too late uh well you can always go back to school i mean <laughs> yeah in my free time I, i'll have to quit this job and then well not the podcast i could keep that well Perhaps. that's good that's good know. that's good yeah which you know, as you know is international did you say we had another another country to check off we this? had uh yeah we had uh, someone tweet us uh, from romania romania yes. how about that yes which back in the day would have been what the old soviet union right Yes, it would be, yeah. Behind the uh, Iron Curtain there. Behind the Iron Curtain. Wow. Sounds like a nice place. I've never been there. I don't have a clue. But yeah. So we're going to do a mailbag on tomorrow's show. Yeah. But we've already gotten a couple on Antonio Brown. So since oh, we're I'll talking bet. about Antonio Brown. <laughs> I've gotten a couple, too. Yeah, I'm sure you have. And, and we'll, I'm sure we'll get to those on tomorrow's show if, if you don't send yeah. them to me first. A couple comments as well. Well, <laughs> we're going to do some mean tweets tomorrow? <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. All right. So Andy had uh, tweeted us. He says, with the Antonio Brown situation involving a story about a potential pain or injury, is there a correlation with his complaint of pain and the issues with Shaq Barrett and Chris Godwin? Can you relay the protocol of how potential injuries are evaluated and how it could be construed that Bruce Arians pushed a player to play with pain, allegedly? I would think with recent injuries, the protocol may have been more stringent lately given setbacks. Yeah, you know, I think that... um I think each injury is evaluated not by listen, you would make a grave mistake as a as a coach 
I mean a grave mistake as a coach, to try to tell any player whether or not they're cleared to play. I, I there's a reason you you buy you you know you pay for these trainers and and they're they're just that right. They have they can evaluate. You have you actually got more than trainers. Hell, you got doctors. You got orthopedics surgeons. You got people on the sideline. I was um, getting on a uh, getting an Uber the other day, and they were getting on a bus to go to the stadium. And these were, you know, the, you know, doctors that on the weekends serve as the Bucks team doctors, go on the road, all of that. So you have real time medical advice. I mean, within the limitations of you know, there's not an MRI machine on the sideline. Um, but they take them into the tent and they evaluate them. You would be way out of bounds as a coach to say, I don't care. You're going back in. I need you. Now, I've had co- I've known coaches without naming names. I need you, big guy. You know, I don't want to see you in the training. Like, I'll just say it. I mean, John Gruden hated anybody in the training room. Like, he'd walk by and say, what are you doing in here? He, he just didn't like to see anybody in there because it meant that he might not have, not have full use of the player. But – yeah, that's kind of a church and state line that that coaches don't want to be responsible for because if you put a guy in there and he and he really like loses his career over it, then you're talking about some serious liability. So, um, now you could question, you know, and I'm not questioning this, but I've I've known people to say, well, they've had so many hamstring injuries. What are they doing that's causing all these hamstring injuries? That's a legitimate question, right? Like. Some guys, and, and I'm not saying I'm not. I don't know that the Bucks are doing anything rightly mm-hmm. or wrongly here. I'm, I'm just saying, for example, you know, I've known strength coaches that you know. Okay, this strength coach comes in and he's a big heavyweight guy. He wants to do you know low reps but max out real heavyweights. And then there may be another guy that says, "No, you know, we're going to lean out a little bit. We're going to do you know a lot of reps. We're going to increase the cardio. We're going to you know, but we're not we're not trying to add bulk. We're going to do it a different way." Now, if one of those ways, whichever one, leads to a rash of injuries, of hamstrings, or say he's doing a lot of squats with guys, for example, you're having quad injuries and stuff like that, then they may look at, you know, what is the practice of the training staff? Um, and are we, are we you know, contributing to this in some way uh, unwittingly? But I don't sense that there's, you know, sort of a run on any one injury. So I don't, I don't really think, Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that Bruce is smart enough. Look, when those guys get hurt, they go to the trainer. And I remember seeing Chris Godwin sort of tape it up and see if he could go. Um, Shaq did the same Barrett thing. He did came the in. same mm-hmm. thing, yeah. And, you know, I think with that, like, they, if it's a knee, they'll. I was surprised with Godwin because it turned out to be an ACL. If it's a knee, they usually, the first thing they check is the stability of it. They can move things around in there. And tell, you know, if there's a ligament that's just, you know, torn or, or what have you. But the only one that surprised me was CG because he was he was taped up and actually doing some running on the sideline like he might come back in. And if that dude had, as we know now, a torn ACL and MCL, I don't even know why you wasted the tape. I mean, you would have hoped that you could have evaluated that one right before you got him up on it. And, you know, God forbid he did anything. So... They're not always perfect, but yeah, that's uh, that's not one for that's not BA's call. Like he told us today, he goes, you know, if you're hurt, you go to the trainer, and the trainer tells me who's playing, mm-hmm. and that's that's the custody of events. And, it, and during the game, it's pretty much the same way too. The coach will get an Absolutely. update. Hey, this player's out. 
And we'll get there's a player's we'll, questionable. There's players, mm-hmm. you know, doubtful. Right. We'll get a, an announcement in real time. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as they make that evaluation, the PA will announce in the press box. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Shaq Barrett has a knee. He is questionable, and that's straight from the trainer. And he gives the same information, obviously, before that to the coach. So the coach has to rely on those guys. He's not a doctor. I mean, you know, he wants his guys in there, but if they're not healthy and they can't play well, the last thing you want to do is lose a guy for a season. So, no, I don't, I don't think in those cases that uh, – I, I don't have a great answer for you as far as why they were trying to come back, other than that's what football players do. You know, they're tough guys, suck it up, put some dirt on it. But there are some injuries that, you know, you're going under the knife, and there's just no other way around it. All right, we'll get to one other uh, mailbag question before tomorrow's mailbag show. But Rhett had tweeted us. He says, uh, is there any chance with A.B. now quitting the team that they give Julian Edelman a call? He would have two weeks to get in shape before the playoffs. Jules! I just want to hear Brady yell, Jules! Um, I mean, is there a chance? <laughs> yeah, there's a chance. <laughs> I mean, is there anybody that Tom Brady hasn't played? That has, you know, Is there a guy that he's played with that he hasn't called or even the few that he played against? <laughs> um, let's see. Does he fit the profile? Is he bringing Troy Brown back? Uh- <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Randy Moss, hey, you can run run me a deep route, big guy. I think I can catch one more ball from Tom Brady. Um, that's my Randy Moss. I never tried it before, and I won't try it again. Uh, but I, I do think that uh, you'll probably see a lot of names. You know, Listen, they can't get Scotty Miller on the field. So maybe that says more about Scotty Miller. But I think if if you're down to – Okay, so Mike is receiver one. Wide receiver two and three are gone, right? Wide receiver four used to be Adam or Adam Humphreys used to be Scotty Miller. Now it's it's probably Perriman, um, you know, and or Grayson, which leaves Scotty like at five. Justin Watson it doesn't really matter. Is six? We got Tyler Johnson in there. Uh, Tyler. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Tyler Johnson's up higher. Yeah, he'd be like he'd be like four probably. And then you still have uh, Jalen Darden, who's been on COVID, and he's coming back. So, I mean, you got numbers, right? I don't think you're going outside. I saw, I think I saw where Terrell Owens tweeted something like playoff, playoff Terrell or something like that. <laughs> I mean, he, you look at him, he's like, yeah, I think he probably could still play. Um, but I, I tend to think that at this point, you know, they'll find a different way to, to skin the cat there and, uh, uh, and don't call me PETA, folks. And and they will, uh, you know, they they will use their tight ends. They will use Gronk. They will use Brait. Um, you know, uh, OJ perhaps. And and they'll, they'll, I think they'll find a way. I was telling somebody today. Uh, I think it was Rich Eisen. Want to pick up that name? Um, Hold on. I was on a show. I was on a show, and got it. And uh, so. He asked me, he goes, well, what, what's the thing? Like, what, what, what is, when Bruce Arians thinks about, like, his chances, what, what are the things that, that makes him think that, you know, this will be okay, that they're going to get through? I said, the same thing that always makes him feel like it's going to be okay, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. If you got Tom Brady, folks, I mean, the same reason he thought he was still going to win the game with 93 yards away and no timeouts and under two minutes. Tom Brady gives you that chance. He makes, uh, you know, Grayson said it after the game. He goes, Tom just expects to win, so we have to expect it too. 
great statement. Like, you know, hey, therefore he goes, I go too. Who am I? Who am I to doubt the great and powerful Oz? He pulls his stuff out all the time. And belief is, you know, confidence and belief. The word belief, belief in sports, in life too, but in sports, is is so much of it, man. So much of it. You know, in the little bit of sports that I played, I absolutely never had a good day if I didn't really truly believe I could hit the guy on the mound. If there, were, if I, there was the least little bit of doubt in my mind, I was not going to have a good day. On the other hand, if for whatever reason I felt confident and just, you know, kind of felt like I I could get this guy because of the way he throws or his motion or his repertoire of pitches or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. I'm going to go up there and I'm I'm going to be I'm going to be so much more relaxed and just more efficient. So belief is everything in sports. It just is. And they have so much belief in Tom Brady that and and there's still pieces there, right? You just we keep saying this. They got to keep finding new ways to make a puzzle. You know, this week you have this puzzle and now we get you got to put it all together somehow. And come out with a dub, and you know I'm it, almost more concerned with the running backs than I am the receivers. Yeah, at this point, I would agree because you can't just—I mean, and we say they don't grow on trees, but I mean, it is—it is hard to find guys. You know, if you, if they're all hurt, I mean, if they're all hurt, and right now you're just you're down to Le'Veon Bell, who, with all due respect, he's not what he used to be, to say the very least. I mean, he's sort of—I don't know—he's going to go out like this guy, but he's kind of the Richard Sherman of the running back room. Um, you know, good mentor, fill-in guy, but you didn't expect him to carry the mail for you. Now, maybe he can do it one game against, you know, against Atlanta, or, or sorry, against uh, Carolina. The, the Panthers, but you wouldn't want to ask him to do that in the playoffs. But I still think that they're optimistic they're going to get um, Leonard back. But when, when I heard Giovanni Bernard, I was like, Giovanni Bernard, really? I mean, I forgot he was hurt. And then secondly, there wasn't much to hang your hat on when he was here. So, you know, maybe opportunity will help him too. But the running back room is decimated. Like, there's one dude that's that's mm-hmm. ready to go. So that's a problem. Yeah, I mean, your yeah, receivers, got- as we mentioned, I mean, you got Tyler Johnson. You got Scotty yeah. Miller, Grayson, yeah. Perriman. Yeah. And then you got your tight ends of, you know, Gronk, Gronk and, and Brayt and Howard. Yeah. I mean, you've got weapons for Brady to throw to. The running game yeah. concerns me more than the passing game right now. Yeah, I, I think so. Although, you know, I mean, Keyshawn's ribs may be just a pain tolerance thing. And mm-hmm. I thought he's run the ball really, really well. And yeah, I mean, you know, if as he, long if he's as that offensive go, line, sure. if that offensive line's together, any a lot of guys should be able to run successfully. Really, I truly mean that. They're, those five guys have been the strength of their team. Go look at the still shot. There's a still shot on, on um, Twitter or on social media somewhere of Brady launching that touchdown pass. And the pocket he has around him now, I think it's a three-man rush, so that helps, right? But the pocket he has around him, it's impenetrable. Nobody's going to get close to this guy. And when you can let a quarterback stand back there and grip it and rip it like that without fear of anybody getting near him, that's a huge thing, man. And so the confidence in this offensive line is where the strength of the offense is. And defensively, it's Todd Bowles and just his ability to dial up pressure at the right time. And, you know, hopefully Shaq isn't done for – the rest of the postseason or whatever, and you got your corners back, and, you know, Todd can be Todd. Now he needs Levante David because I think Devin White came, is coming off one of the worst games he's ever had, at least statistically. I think he had two tackles. You just don't see that. You don't see that from Devin White. But, you know, when he gets Levante back, he'll be better. Yeah, I'm, their defense will, will have to grow up. I'm not 
I guess I'm not as panicked as everybody else. It's like if they get a home game, you feel good about that. You know, if you played San Francisco or the Cardinals, could you lose? Yeah, maybe. Well, you're going to be playing that game at home. Right. No matter what you do this week, even if you lose to Carolina. Right. You're getting, whether it's Arizona or San Francisco or, you know, whatever other team it is, you're getting a home game. I, I'll take the Bucks odds in that any time. I would, too. Absolutely. And, and, and then by the time you get to the second game, now you're three weeks from now. How many players that are hurt are going to be you back? You get more guys back and you got a little more momentum. You might lose some players, too, but you got a little more momentum. And, and it's kind of like last year. You know, they squeaked out. I mean, that game against Washington was probably their worst playoff game. They squeaked out a win there, but they moved on. Um, they were trailing New Orleans, about to go down 14, and the turnover happens. They move on, and then they get to Green Bay, and they build a big lead, and they have to hang on, and then they move on. I mean, like, you just, you know, you can't worry. They're all good when you get to the postseason. But having them at home, I think, with fans this year is huge, enormous. Like, you know, nothing like it was last year, obviously. So, yeah, being home – and Brady knows this because if you look at his path, um, he's generally division champion and usually a fairly high seed. And that's how he gets to these games. Now, he doesn't have the bye this year, which is unfortunate because that's, that's really the best way. You get everybody healed up and you advance around without playing. Um, but that's your reward for the regular season. So, uh, pretty interesting. All right now, you know, there's been plenty of injuries on both sides of the ball, obviously, in the receiver room we've talked about now with the defection of Brown on top of that. But the, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the running back thing is, um, is tricky because – you know, you've already lost Leonard Fournette, and, and there's really no way to know, at least as I sit here, what Fournette's going to be, right, if he comes back. Like, I I was under the belief that he could miss a playoff game, probably not two, but perhaps one. Um, and, you know, when he was rolling, of course, you know, they lost, what, 60 70% of their offense within 10 plays in that Saints game. Um, so, you know, Fournette, because of his catching abilities, a three-down back, you only need one guy there to perform two jobs. If you have Jones and you have Keyshawn Vaughn, that's sort of a committee approach to the running back position, which is fine because Jones is a really, really good runner, not as big a receiver. Um, Vaughn has been doing a lot of the third-down blitz pickup and stuff like that. And then he, you know, like I said, both those guys now got wiped out. I mean, We'll find out what the MRI says on Ronald Jones's ankle, but you never want to hear running back and ankle. You know, like that's his; those are his money chops right there, man. That's how he gets paid to make those cuts and put that foot in the ground and all that. So you don't want to have a sore ankle, especially going into this game. And then Vaughn, I, I remember the play; he got bruised up uh, in the ribs, and that only hurts when you breathe. So I don't know if they have if he has fractured ribs, but it's a high collision position. So it's not as if – it's kind of like with Gronk, right? I mean, Gronk, I don't know that this is as severe, but you put Gronk back out there in big target, he's going to hit on those things again. You know, like they got to heal up a little bit. So don't know where they turn the corner uh, at running back because um, Varner is really a return guy. Um, I don't know what – I'm not sure what they would do. Obviously, Bell is going to get, you know – a well, heck of a lot of a lot of work. Brady's thrown yeah. fifty plus passes before in a game and basically ignored yeah. the running game. So maybe they just do that again. Maybe you line up, spread them out, and throw it. Yeah, I mean it's true. You play the strength of the of the team you're playing against, and and um, you know hope those 
those five offensive linemen can stay healthy. Right now, that's the strength of their team, and it's what gives them a chance. And um, but they're going to have to find a way to run the ball, and with whom I'm not sure, because then, you know, you got to also account for the fact that you might lose a player during the game. So, you know, they're going to need uh, some some reinforcements there. I think maybe on the practice squad. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. All right, so didn't go so well in New York either for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. They did not come back and pull it out with Tom Brady. Um, they no. needed they needed four goals in the final period <laughs> to get that done. But yeah. uh, no, no they, empty, no uh, extra attacker goal for Corey Perry on uh, Sunday compared to what yeah. he did on Friday night. That was kind of cool. Friday actually, that was a big goal. They, too bad they couldn't finish that one off. They did get a point though. Um, so now they, you know, kind of scuffling a little bit. I mean, I I think it's and I don't know how he played. I heard he played okay, but it's reasonable to think that if you were out as long as Andre Vasilevsky was that to get back to that mm-hmm. elite status that he's kind of set the bar for himself, he might need a few games, right? Well, I mean, you, just don't... you know, one thing with COVID is that it's not like you can go practice. You have to quarantine, and, you know, you can't be at a rink where people are or whatever else. Um, you know, so you're you're spending five days or more, depending on, you know, your symptoms and that, away from the rink and not practicing. You can do some cardio stuff and things like that, of course. Uh, but you're not on the ice. You're not practicing. I, I'm not sure if Vasilevsky got a practice in or not before the game. I mean, it was a day game, so there was not even a morning skate that game. So depending if he was cleared on Saturday or not. Um, you know, so, but anytime Vazzy's had long breaks, whether it's, you know, start of the season or, you know, just breaks in the schedule. They had a bye week a few years ago. He always comes back not, not the sharpest the first game or two. And so... He wasn't as sharp as you wanted. I mean, they got a couple power play goals to start that game. The Rangers did. Zabinajad did. Vazzy played okay. And and some of the other, I mean, Cooper talked about, you know, Sorelli was back. And Eric Chernak back from injury. And, and their timing was a little off. And, you know, so much of hockey, when you play as fast as they do in today's game, you know, just being a split second off on your timing on passes or shots or whatever, it, it makes the world a difference. I mean, yep. and that's how you kind of tell if the Lightning are going well or not. If those passes are tape to tape and they're flying, it's going to be a good night. If they're those passes are just a little bit off, they're scuffing a little bit. And and they kind of done that the last few games. They've had players in and out of the lineups, COVID, holiday break, you know, all this stuff. You know, but the good part is the Lightning going into last week had the most points in the NHL. They're you know, so you can afford to go oh two and one in three games. You're okay. Right. Right, you know, right. you've built up a big cushion. You're not going to win them all, and and teams go through swoons in a season. If this is one of the lightning swoons this year, and and they scuffle a little bit, okay. But you build up enough points early where this isn't hurting your position for playoffs, etc. Um, you know, so I I don't panic too much or worry about it, especially as they're getting guys back. I believe every player is now back from the COVID protocol. They announced today Taylor Radish and uh, Cal Foot are, are uh, back from COVID protocols as well. So I think the only the only person in the organization still in COVID protocols is Franz Jean, the goaltender coach. Um, so <laughs> That's, that is you, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, when when Vazzy and uh, yeah. 
Brian Elliott went down. Franz was the one on the ice in practice playing goalie because they didn't have any goalies at the time. They had to call up Hugo Alnefeld and, and Max Legacy. Um, so, you know, the Lightning, are they'll play Columbus tonight, then they're home for two against Calgary. Blake Coleman will get his ring Thursday night, and I'm sure the Lightning will do a, a great piece honoring him. They did Barkley Goodrow on Friday night when he got his ring. Um, and then the Bruins are in town on Saturday. So, um, But the Lightning are in a stretch right now of they're going to play about every other game, about every other day. they got a back-to-back next week, Monday and Tuesday. Um, you know, So they're kind of getting in a routine, and with every with all the players coming back, and hopefully Kucherov's back soon in the lineup, um, you know, they might be as healthy and as, as good to go as they've been all year pretty quick. Yeah, and that's scary for the rest, rest of the NHL. I mean, you know, you're past the holidays now. Um, the longer they can keep guys together, man, I love watching that hockey team. They're they're great, and of course, Bassey makes them great. I, I I don't know how great they would be. You could say that about any Stanley Cup champion, probably without a an A plus goaltender. Um, but man, um, they obviously look different when somebody else is is in uh, between the pipes there. Mm-hmm. So we've got uh, we got that. We're gonna do a uh, want to do a mailbag question mailbag uh, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. So go ahead yeah, and so get your questions in. Yeah, you, you guys know how to do that. You can send them to us at Sports Day TV. You can reach me at NFL Stroud, uh, where, believe me, all of you know my Twitter address now, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. We'll have, uh, we'll have the Lightning, of course, uh, playing, so we'll have some, some stuff to talk about uh, there the rest of the week. Obviously, more A-B fallout, I'm sure. National championships on Monday night. Yeah, big. Yeah, we should probably discuss that a little bit tomorrow as well. I guess we could. Yeah, we'll um, try to get Matt Baker on. He should be on Thursday. Show I haven't confirmed with him yet, but yeah, Alabama Georgia part due. I know the rest of the country's fired up about it. Uh, <laughs> not really, but uh, I don't know. You got to kind of pull for the underdog here with Georgia, don't you? A little bit. I don't know how you feel about that. I love I love Alabama's quarterback. Can I they like somehow both lose? That's what I want to know. Is there, is there Can a they way? both lose? No, <laughs> no. Somebody's going to win, and it'll probably be Nick Saban. It but. usually is. I mean, that's it's usually a pretty good bet. Yeah, no, he's he's the Lord of the Rings in college football. There's no question about that because he's got the most dudes, as uh, Matt Baker what, would what, say. It's a stat I heard that 10 of the last 11 seasons, Alabama has exited December with one loss or less. Oh, my God. And Jimbo's beaten them nine times. <laughs> I don't know. Seems like A&M gets them a couple. They did this year. Yeah. After the recruiting class they had, they might do it yeah, next and year. And Auburn too. should have gotten them. Auburn had them, and the whole the whole playoff would have been different. Yes, it would have been. That would have been probably Notre Dame thing. in there at that point. Yeah, the whole thing would have looked different. But instead, see, I'm fine with the SEC games. I I think the rest of the football stinks anyway. So I'm biased. I grew up in the South. I don't know. I don't think it's an accident that they win. And I want to hear about bowl game records and all that because bowl games don't matter. They matter more to one team sometimes and then less to another, right? Like Arkansas beat Penn State, go, you know, great for the SEC. Love their coach, love all about. But Penn State had a bunch of guys not playing. Bowl records matter when your when your team or conference wins. They don't matter when your team or conference loses. That's loses pretty much right. the argument That's every it. year. Yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> oh, we weren't trying. We just kind of like uh, the SEC vacation. was great this year in the bowls. Oh, the bowls mean everything. Oh, the SEC stunk this year. Oh, the bowls don't mean anything. They didn't care. I mean, that's pretty much how the bowl argument goes that's every true. year for everybody. Big Ten, yeah. Pac-12, doesn't matter. Pick your conference, yeah. pick your team. But ultimately, the only thing that matters is the championship, and that's where the SEC lives, right? Mm-hmm. And for a while, the ACC with Clemson did too. So 
Dallas well, it was State, pretty much the SEC and, and Clemson and Ohio State. And Dabo, State. yeah, and Ohio yeah, State. I mean, you right. know. And Ohio State, by the way, after watching uh, my namesake, C.J. Stroud throw for 600 yards or whatever it was, it's crazy. They're not going anywhere. That kid. <laughs> and there was their backup receivers, man. Marvin Harrison Jr., some of those guys that he got had, the play. five catches all year. I know. They're studs. And that's how you know you have a good program when you're just like, okay, it's your turn now. The guy goes out there and just rocks it mm-hmm. in, a, in a Rose Bowl game. It was awesome. So Ohio State's going to be good. That news news flash there. All right, so keep it on uh, right here at Sports Day Tampa Bay. Thanks for listening. We'll have our mailbag show tomorrow. Always check us out uh, also on TampaBay.com for my latest stories, Tampa Bay Times, of course. And, um, yeah, it's going to be going to be a great week. Final week of the regular season in the NFL. Hard and then to we get to playoffs. Playoffs, yeah. Well, at least one game at home. And uh, if the playoffs started today, I think it would be the 49ers, I believe. No, the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, no, Is that right? No, Cardinals are the four, or the five seed. It would be the 49ers. It would be the 49ers. Dallas okay. would get the Cardinals again, a rematch from yesterday. A rematch. Sunday. Okay, yeah. that's right. Okay, so it would be – okay, gotcha. Because the Bucks are the three seed right now. I'm thinking if they got up to two, then it would – I don't know. We'll worry, we'll worry about that. If later. they're the four seed, they would get the Cardinals. I got you. Okay. The Cardinals are a couple games ahead of. So right now they're the three, and they would get San Francisco, yeah. assuming San Francisco is a wild card and not a division champion. Well, they can't be a division champion. Yeah. The Rams clinched, right? Uh, no, or, the Rams no, are not clinched. The Rams or Cardinals are going to win that division. Rams or Cardinals. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we've confused everything here. Right at the end, it's awesome. <laughs> Forget this whole part. And we'll be back tomorrow. We'll straighten it out. So for Steve Burstink, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 